You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 138 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have such an exciting episode uh, for all of you who, who follow this weekly and all the things, you know. Parade was announced that it was coming to Broadway after its incredible run over at New York City Center. So I just was like, you know what? We have to get someone from Parade on the podcast for next week. And I'm so, so thrilled that we were able to do so. We have the the lead of Parade herself, uh, the leading lady uh, in Parade, <laughs> perhaps one of the funniest interviews of all time here on Take a Bow. She was so sweet. She was so raw and candid and was so willing and open to talk about the industry. Um, it was cool to talk about really being a kid in the industry and growing up in the industry as a kid. Uh, it's wonderful for people that are around our age because, you know, Michaela, oh, oh there, there's our guest, everyone. You know, our guest this week is still still very, very young for the star that she is. And uh, just so excited to bring her on today and perfect for people who like are around our age and still young and figuring out the business and going through all of the the things. Um, so our guest, I slipped and you already saw the title of the episode. So I guess it's really not that big of a surprise. But our guest today is Michaela Diamond. I'm so excited for this episode. She was an absolute joy to have on the podcast. I'm so excited that I was able to get her on and and, and be able to chat with her. Um, uh, we have never met before, I don't think. So this was like the first time we really got the chance to talk and it was just so fun. It was like, literally, I felt like we were best friends already. So it was fun. I think you'll all enjoy this episode. So um, with that being said, I'm not going to take up too much time, but I'm going to switch it over to the Broadway news. There's not too much Broadway news happening this week, honestly. Last week was a big week for Broadway news, and you know how it goes. It's like usually one week's really big, and then the next one's dead, and then it's like mediocre for a bit, and then all the things. So a little bit to talk about, not too much, but I'll start off with saying Eric Tveit is back at Moulin Rouge, which is very exciting for a lot of people, especially all of the people that are attracted to him, which is probably everyone listening. I know everyone is obsessed with Eric Tveit, so uh, very excited for him to be back at Moulin Rouge. He's so freaking good in this show. I'm sure that uh, you, hopefully you've all seen him in the show. And hopefully if you haven't, you get the chance to see him in the show. All of his groupies were at uh, his reopening back at the show, which was hilarious to just watch on social media because some of his groupies are my friends. Um, it's just so, so silly. But uh, very exciting to have Aaron Tveit back uh, in Moulin Rouge. And that's obviously because uh, Derek Lana, who was playing the role of Christian in Moulin Rouge, 
is currently at the Kennedy Center doing Sunset Boulevard and is taking like a, a leave to do that. And then he'll be back in the show after Aaron's little run uh, back in the back at the Rouge. Um, very exciting stuff. Perhaps moving on, perhaps the most iconic non-equity actor, this is breaking news, non-equity actor, Patty Lapone is going on tour, y'all. So uh, you don't have to be in New York to see Patty Lapone uh, do her next show. Uh, hilarious. Uh, so sorry. I'm, I'm, we're milking this little moment with the non-equity thing, but it's just so funny that uh, it, w- it was even a thing and she tweeted it out. So I have to say it. She's obviously, I, I would assume, not non-equity. <laughs> Does anyone actually know? I don't know. Anyways, I'm rambling here, but she's going out on tour, which is very exciting. Uh, for those of you who don't live in New York, you know, keep your eyes peeled because she may be coming to a city or a state near you, uh, which would be very exciting. But she is going on tour at 73 years young. Uh, Her new tour is called Don't Monkey with Broadway, um, which is kind of iconic but uh it's gonna be great and it's got show tunes from richard rogers it's got stephen sondheim it's got stephen schwartz it's got leonard burstein irving berlin all of your favorite uh composers and and things so i'm very excited for this it's gonna be in california new jersey oklahoma texas and more so take a look at uh, the tour dates and see if you're around any of them i know we're a lot of new york listeners a lot of california listeners obviously back home in west virginia ohio area so uh you know she's also going to canada ontario i know we have some listeners up there um so everyone go check it out she may be coming to a state or city near you you maybe want to check her out in the show i think it's going to be amazing it seems like it's a show that was literally made for her so i'm excited to to hear all about it hopefully i can go probably to the one in new jersey but uh i'm sure it's going to be amazing she's going to be playing state theater in new jersey new brunswick new jersey but also she'll be performing at bergen performing arts center uh which is in englewood new jersey and um that's probably the closest one for us New York listeners and New York people. Uh, She obviously does one in New York, but it's in Brookville, New York, and I don't know where that is. Um, I probably should have done a little bit more research before coming on the podcast, but I laid a little bit out there for you. So uh, if you do feel so inclined to to see her, go see the queen herself in her new little tour that's going around, uh, just that's going on the road. Uh, Another news, uh, Some Like It Hot is releasing a cast record recording on March 24th. Very exciting. I've raved about Some Like It Hot many times. I did the opening night. Um, I did see Some Like It Hot and absolutely loved it. Came on here and raved about how much I loved it. I love this show. The music of the show makes the show. But also, I mean, it's it, it, there's so much to the show that there's to love. Obviously, the visual aspect is amazing as well, and the dancing is incredible. But uh, the music to this show is awesome. So I'm very excited for this cast recording. So again, Some Like It Hot's cast recording will be releasing on March 24th. And now, last thing of news this week, uh, we have the closing of the only closing show, actually, after a four-show weekend and a six-show closing weekend, we have the closing of Merrily We Roll Along at New York Theater Workshop this week. Thankfully, thankfully... We don't have to wait too long for it to come back as it will be uh, here on Broadway later this fall. So, I mean, 
If you were so lucky to get a ticket at New York Theater Workshop, then hey, I am jealous of you and I applaud you uh, because that theater is just so small. So I'm so thrilled that uh, more people will be able to see the show because I was dying to see it. And I know a lot of people listening were dying to see the show. Very excited that it's coming to Broadway with more seats so that more people can see the show. Um, It's going to be great. Uh, How can you not love that cast? It's ridiculous. Not even the starring three, but also the supporting cast. Everyone involved is just so incredible and so talented. The, The cast is ridiculous so uh, i cannot wait to to see that and it sounds like most of the cast if not all of the cast will be joining it here on broadway so very excited for that check it out we don't have dates exactly yet uh we have that it's coming later this fall but i will obviously keep you all updated when i get more information on that and and when we and when they kind of announce it all right y'all so uh that's what i have for this week's broadway news uh of the week and I think without further ado, we just send it over to Michaela Diamond because this episode is one that y'all are just going to absolutely love. So I cannot wait to share it with you. So without further ado, Michaela Diamond, Curtain Up. So this week's guest is a very exciting performer who is one of the future like staple leading ladies on Broadway and beyond. You know her as Cher, or perhaps as Lucille Frank in the Broadway-bound Parade. Welcome to Take a Bow, Michaela Diamond. Hi. I'm blushing. Thank oh my you. God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. No, thank you for coming on here. I'm very excited to, to talk to you. You've been a highly requested guest from the listeners, so very exciting to actually have you on. I love a little podcast moment. I oh, yeah. am one of those odd people who kind of can talk about myself for a while. It's probably because I've done so many years of therapy, but this is, <laughs> this is where I sit, baby. <laughs> you know, it's something about, you know, being like a performer where it's just like, you know, we tell stories of like we we put ourselves into other people's shoes all the time. So when we can talk about ourselves, we're like, oh, sure. Let, yeah, me, let me chat it up. <laughs> I think I'm also just a theater nerd at heart. So like, oh, yeah, if people want to know process. All right. I'm down, you know, <laughs> totally, totally. And, and so talking about being a theater nerd, I mean, how did this whole thing start? Like, how did we get here? What got you interested in, in the theater? and in telling stories and all the things. Yeah, I loved I loved theater since I was so so young, but I think dance was really the kind of way in for me. I was oh. dancer first for many a year, guys. Wow. <laughs> funny to think back on. Um but anyway, yeah, I danced a lot when I was little, starting at like 3 and then slowly got into singing lessons and then um you know was doing the whole the whole thing for many years but um my mom created a little dance studio for me in my hometown in Margate New Jersey which is about 5 minutes away from Atlantic City which is a little more well known than Margate yeah. and um uh, and uh and we just had such a fun time like hiring the teachers and you know you create such a community at a studio and I will like forever love my mother for doing that um but So then we moved to New York when I was about 10. I did a show over the summer, like a community theater show in New York City. And we got back to Margate. And in the middle of my seventh grade, my mom was like, should we just, should we just go live in New York? And I was like, oh my God. Yes, yes. (laughs) And we picked up my set and we moved to New York. And then we got here and I was like, I don't want to audition. I'm depressed. I don't like the city. (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> Which is funny because now thinking to all my friends who just graduated um, college this past the past few years, they're kind of having a similar experience. Sure. Of, like they've wanted to live in the city for so long. They're finally here and not having to travel for auditions and all the things. And you get here and you're just like, it's freaking overwhelming. So I think I kind of had that experience and thankfully my mom was so like not she's not a theater person at all so she was just like yeah do whatever you want you want to do so I just kind of you know did you know tried to work through it amazing (laughs) Um, and uh and then eventually I got the pang again of course and I went to Guardia for high school which was okay and I majored in drama there um and like loved it so much like did shows every single year I worked with Kids Theater, which is another community theater, like always doing Oh, yes. I just did like a massive, like I peaked, like my resume. (laughs) We were just talking about this the other day, but my resume in high school was like epic. Like epic. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> for sure. What what high schooler what high schooler theater kid didn't peak in high school? I know. You know, like <laughs> you're the best shit. And it's almost disappointing when you have to audition for yeah. new shows when you get out because you're like, nothing is as good as playing Margaret in the Light in the Piazza at sixteen years old. Like right. I was amazing. <laughs> so real. So real. Um I'm just kidding. I didn't feel amazing about that performance, but there were <laughs> <laughs> So I have so many questions. Okay. So you and your mom started like a little dance studio and just like up and left? We literally did. We <laughs> what? We ran up for three oh my years. Gosh. She gratefully like we kind of broke even with the studio. We didn't make any money. But um Yeah. But I loved it. I kind of had grown out of all the dance studios in my neighborhood. And uh-huh. so she was like, let's make one that challenges you more. And so she hired all the teachers. She's not a teacher at all. So she she taught yoga in the studio for a while. Period. <laughs> yep. Pierce. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, we just we had such a good time. And she's always kind of um we like home for us has have always just been like us. So like right. I moved so much as a kid, like always kind of picking up and moving to the point where like I don't I don't think I um it, it, it was one of those things where I just, if I had her, I was fine, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, we lived on Roosevelt Island for a year. Like, that's, oh, wow. that's like, legendary. for yeah. Like, if you know what Roosevelt Island is, like, no one lives there, but we lived there, you know? We, <laughs> totally. Um, but, yeah, we, we've wow. always kind of just um, tried to be, like, what's moving us? What's like making our hearts happy? She's like kind of a totally. older hippie in that way. Um, That's amazing. I've kind That's of the best way to be. Too. Yeah. Like during the pandemic, I was like, Meh, I'll go to cooking school. You know, it was like, really, yes. I'm always like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? <laughs> right. Totally. And then you said you went to LaGuardia. I went to PPAS. So oh. LaGuardia yeah. is like, a, not a not a good taste. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the only reason you're going to be happy about this is because uh-huh. I went to PPAS for middle school. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll take I, it. I went for eighth grade. And to be honest, like, loved PPAS. I loved it. Yeah. If you don't know, PPAS is a professional performing arts school and it's on 45th street, like, or 47th or something. 48th. And, okay. <laughs> wow. wow. It's been a second. Doing great. I pick up the whole block. All I remember <laughs> is it took me like approximately five minutes to get to Broadway dance center every day. So like it was fierce. Um, but anyway, yes. I loved PPAS and funnily enough, although LaGuardia high school 
is the fame school. I'm using quotes for all your listeners. Oh, it was, she's. It was filmed at PPIS. Okay, she's she's clearing it. She's clearing it up for Both us. I love it for everyone. Okay, <laughs> so true, and that's why PPAS is salty about Laguardia. But it's I fine. Know. It's fine. I know. It's totally okay. And it's true. It's it's hard because <laughs> I left with all my friends. Like, oh a, yeah, a whole friend group left and went to Laguardia, which is cool. <laughs> totally. You're like going into a high school with all your friends, but like, right. all of there were like probably like you know, there's like 10 out of 30 who like stay and they're like so salty. There's such a, there's not a rivalry because both schools are amazing in different ways. But I will say like some of my favorite teachers were at PPAS, like Mr. Parenti. Oh, for sure. Love. King. Shout out to Ms. Parenti. Um, Mr. Pleasant, like he has an ass in shape. If you went to PPAS, like you have abs. Like real. Below all of the other things, like you have middle school abs. Like he worked you, you know? It was just, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh my God, stop. This is everything right now because <laughs> can never relate to something more. Um, <laughs> so true. I'm going to go see Mr. Pleasant and he's doing Rent and uh, oh. we're going to go see the main stage of my class. We're going to take a little field trip. So um, fun. What class yeah. are you in? Like, where are you with Drew Menard? Like, how old are you? Oh, I, so he was, I'm, I'm 19. So he was like Kyle's like little assistant oh, when God, I was in middle okay. school. Like he was like a senior or something. And he was You're like my too. Drew was a year younger than me, I think. Oh, I, really? Yeah. 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 You just missed Love him. Drew. Yeah. 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 He's an icon and it, it's just so funny. But he was literally, he was the one because I'm no, I'm no dancer. I wasn't a Michaela Diamond dancer when I was a kid, you know, like I was, I was with Drew like every minute I had and was like, okay, I'm too scared of Kyle. So like, can you help me out? <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, no, but Drew is, he's so sweet. Um, so funny that you, that you have these experiences. And then of course, like, I don't know, like PPAS, I feel like is so said like not like a joke of a school because it's not but like the performing arts is so serious that like the academics are just like not the best so like I'm curious to know what that flip was going from PPAS to LaGuardia um it's funny like I had a similar experience academically at both schools really I I don't know I, I think people would disagree with me but I I have never really thought of myself as um get ready to roll your eyes. Um, as like a smart person or a talented person, I've always just thought of myself as a really hard worker. So, and, and, um, and a copier, if I'm being quite (laughs) honest. So like, no, I don't mean like copying like answers. I guess I mean like, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes (laughs) like, like I got straight A's, but I, it wasn't because I was smart. It was because like, I knew how to how to navigate the system. Like totally. Like you know, I would do homework in the class. Like if they give you the homework, I'm obviously doing it while we sit. Like right. <laughs> like, so so then it was like I was never late. Like you know, think like little things. Like I just felt I knew how I I, I knew how to memorize for one. So yes. like, English was easy. I don't know. And I I did love school. Like I loved being a student. But yeah. um, I don't think I ever really um, felt felt smart at either school. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> felt that. I mean, you were too busy playing Miss Margaret in, in Lights of Piazza to have time to do homework after class. Surely, surely that was my priority, yes. Yes, of course. No, literally, that is the priority. Yeah. You know, like, that's why we go to those schools um, and they still want to give us homework? What is this? No, anyways, <laughs> loving it. Love, I love that whole journey for you. And uh, so tell me, I mean, you were like basically in high school, right? When Cher came into your life, it, was it a little after? Yeah, no, it was right towards the end of my, you know, spring semester and senior year. Um, so I had like already known I was going to Carnegie Mellon and I was really oh, yeah. excited. And um, and I did, speaking of my resume from high school, I did, um, wait, this is such a side note, but it's I think it's so funny. So the other you. day, uh, they were like requesting my bio information for like the parade press release yeah. <laughs> and and I like my manager wrote it or something and I was reading it to like make sure it was okay and I was like oh my god the last line was like from a very old bio that said like <laughs> favorite roles include Louise and Gypsy and Margaret and like I was like no, no, no cut 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 <laughs> meanwhile like meanwhile Ben's resume is like nine pages long like not since the garden etc etc I was like we need to cut all the favorite right writers. we're doing what oh I professionally like this is over um <laughs> it was so embarrassing anyway what was I iconic talking? so <laughs> <laughs> no you're doing great you're doing great I was just like, asking when Cher came into your life yeah, okay, and what that so, was like for you the reason I thought of it was because I was doing Louise in Gypsy my, okay my favorite role apparently and um and so one of the agents from CESD came to see it. And um, we, are you with them too? We, we love CESD, we yes. Love, we work. <laughs> PPAS. Um, anyway, so, so she came and, you know, we started talking and freelancing over the summer, which essentially is just like, I wasn't signing with them because I was going to Carnegie Mellon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of BFA or die. So I was like, I don't need to sign. Like I'm, I want to go to school. Um, <laughs> um and, uh, I think this is, I think I'm talking in the right tone for your listeners. I couldn't tell you. Um, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. And so, uh, so yeah, so I started auditioning for them and one of the few auditions, honestly, I went, oh, went into over the summer was the share show and it was Got just it. me and Pat Goodwin in a room together. <laughs> King. And King. and um and honestly, like I didn't want to go in because I just was like so embarrassed. Like the like you know, you're like, you know, I'm not doing work that's character actressy. Like, mm. I was, like, you know, grounded, 
close to self, okay? Sure. And one semester of far away. It was just like, I don't know. I don't want to embarrass myself with like a, you know, bad share impression. Like this feels right. crazy, you know? So I, but I went in and like made a fool of myself. To be honest, I, I didn't really do a share impression. I, I kind of just like tried to be me with like, you know, slight little things. And like, sure. Yeah. So I did it for Pat, got a call back and was like, oh my Lord, what's happening? <laughs> it's not this. <laughs> Went in for this beautiful, massive team, like huge fan of Rick Ellis, like who wrote Peter and yeah. Starcatcher. I was just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, and, you know, this is, you, this is a fun story maybe for your listeners, but I had to sing song for the lonely, which is the act one finale of our show. Uh-huh. I think. Oh my God, it's been years. Um, but anyway, so I was singing this song and I have this kind of high belty note um, that goes into the whatever. So I, yes. I was having to sing the, if you like know it, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> so I had to sing this like massive high note and like couldn't sing it. And I told her, I was like, I can't, like <laughs> my voice doesn't do that. Like I'm, I was a soprano. Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Um, and but you're like oh just try it <laughs> so i sing that i sing it and crack like i can't sing it like it's just not my voice and the pianist bless his fucking heart i don't know who it was but like you saved my career he, t- he turned around to um to one of the you know bigger higher up people who um you know were running the room and was just like why don't we just lower it a key <laughs> Oh, and I was like, "Yes, bless, amen." Bless. <laughs> right. um, and so they lowered it one key, and I like saying the shit out of it. It's just like, you yes, know, we have a break, okay? Can like, we normalize this, please? <laughs> I I am not an alphabet. Like I I can't right. sing the whole my whole range. Like I I pop off after like C sharp. Like I can't do that. So sure. So they made it a C sharp. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> and um and I sang down, and they were like, "Okay, work." Thank you so much. And then I went to Israel for my birthright. Yes, <laughs> and then come on. I knew that I was going to have like one final callback right after that. Just a kind of work session with the director. Did this amazing uh-huh. work session, which I was really excited about because I've always loved like playing and taking notes and being in a room with someone yeah. with like, kind of less pressure. Um, and we had the best time. And then I got the job like 30 minutes later. It was a wild, amazing audition experience. Um, yeah. It was also, you know, like, is my, which happens every time. I'm sure everybody has said this on this podcast, but it's one of those things where you like fantasize about what your life will be like if you get a job, you know, and you're like, oh God, like, am I not going to Carnegie Mellon? Like, should I come home from Israel early? Like, what's the deal here? You know? Um, Right. But this one was real crazy and I fantasized and it all came true and I didn't go to school and now we're here it's crazy and now we're here and now you're about to start in your second Broadway show not a big deal um (laughs) amazing that's so cool um was so this was all for like the reading right or was this for the like production out of town or Broadway or whatever you were in it from the beginning right yeah this was for the lab Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah, we did the lab um and yeah you're right I didn't really I like left school to do 
a four week lab, not a production, wow. um, which is a little risque, but I think I just like, I was never going to pass the opportunity up to not no. in the room with Stephanie J. Block. You know what I mean? It's, oh my God, queen icon. Um, but also it's just like, you know, you're young enough to where it's like, you can take those risks, you know, like you can still, you, you're still, you're yeah, fine, you know, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but I loved it. I had like the best time yeah. in that lab and, you know, felt like over the moon and like I was living, you know, my dream. Okay. So real talk, because I couldn't imagine doing this. Was it like nerve wracking when Cher came to like be Cher in front of her? It's funny. Everyone has always asked me this and okay, I'm I, sorry. I really, no, 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 no. It's a great question. I've like thought about it a lot, but uh-huh. I think for some reason, at that point in my life, when I was like stepping into those kinds of rooms without any experience, I, the only way in my head, I think I was like able to process it was just by like, like jumping off the mountain. You know, I was like, I'm not going to show up and be like degrading myself or nervous all the time. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to do good work. So I just kind of faked it. I made it in a way. Um, and, and so when Cher came, like, Stephanie was more nervous than me. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time, I'm like starting to understand that because, yeah, not to start talking about parade, but it is this weird thing where, like, when you have such a such a like I've literally been in business for like three years but when you have when you have a history like when people have already seen you perform and whatever there's like there's so much more pressure for you to like Uh, deliver what your thing is interesting like I think that related to Cher in some way because it was just like Cher was new had never seen Stephanie perform etc but like Stephanie was still trying to deliver you know it was many things like so yes I was up course I was nervous but I also was like I had nothing to lose like I had right. done this before you know I had totally. no expectations and so I was just like I was just like again like work hard watch as many videos of her as possible try to like sing and blend with Stephanie like do watch Stephanie and do what she's doing like that's what I did with Margaret with Margaret you know you just watch sure. I'm definitely like a copier when it comes to acting. Um, Like I was saying, like I like to watch and take. So like this was kind of perfect because I literally could like watch my older self in quotes take and then, and then try and deliver what Stephanie was delivering, but in my body. Right. And put some of my, you know, youth into it, which was exactly where, what the character was. Um, So, and you know, I felt supported in the room, like Rick Ellis, was such a is such a mentor of mine and and you know he wrote the show for me like he there would be lines and it would be like I said that I accidentally yeah. forgot the line and now that's the line you know it was like little oh. like that and I loved that I loved being so supported by the team and they were they were good to us in during that lab like I really felt like I was doing okay um and Stephanie was there for me since day one. So, you know, I just kind of tried to do my work, but was I nervous for Cher? Not really. Like she was another, she's on another planet. Right. You you, you just can't touch her. Like I knew, which is funny because I wish I knew this more now, (laughs) but I knew this when I was 18. I was like, you, you cannot control what she thinks of you. Right. You just can't control it. And to be honest, you can't control what anyone thinks of you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which is what the advice I'm giving myself is now. <laughs> yes, come on, practice what you preach. <laughs> oh, yeah, We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, that's crazy. I wonder too, like if it's like kind of like a generational thing, because like I don't really, I didn't know. Like I obviously knew Cher, but I didn't know like all of her songs until the show came around. You know? Yeah, that's like how it was- I felt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I d- yeah, I wasn't a fan to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> Well, yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and so, so with Cher too, I wonder because, you know, so obviously like I was doing shows when I was very young and like I was a kid, you were very much an adult when you were doing Cher and everything. But, uh, you know, there's times in this industry where it's like, you know, there's the kids and then there's the adults and there's like this weird like dynamic and shows and all the things. So I'm curious, like, were there any moments like through the industry as like a young performer where you've been like, oh, you know, where you felt like a kid or something like that, or you've been treated like one? That's a great question. Um, I actually say the opposite. I got so lucky in the share show. We were, we were directly, our feeder and the Neil Simon was directly across the street from August Wilson where Mean Girls was. Um, And I got close to a few people in that cast and they did not have that, that kind of Uh experience because the whole cast was young. Right. So it was, you know, not that that breeds drama, but you know, in, in our company, everyone had a family to go home to at the end of the night. They were married. No one was like getting drunk, like snobs (laughs) at in our company were like fun. Right. (laughs) But snobs are Saturday night on Broadway. Sometimes you'll like meet with your cast after the night show to like toast the week or whatever. Um, Sure. And they were fun, but it was all like moms like heading out, like good show. (laughs) And you're like, love you. You know what I mean? Like it was so sweet, but like everyone had lives. And I was like by far the youngest person that cast. And so, but I loved that. I've always been friends with adults, which is strange. Um, But I do like, I was really close with uh, Stephanie and Teal and Dee and Jared. Like those were kind of like, Uh I I loved hanging out with them all the time. And um and so, and they, and the reason why I loved it to get back to your question is I, they never made me feel like a kid. They never, wow. they never in, in a way that was like when I needed someone to be like, give yourself a break, you're 19, that right. was helpful. But then at any time else, it was like, you know, I was, I was treated at the same level as, the, uh, what do I mean by that? Like, um, like like for press, for interviews, it was like, yeah, you're, you're waking up at 6am. Of course. You know what I mean? Like we were all, we were all just like working really hard and beating the ground. And I wasn't doing like extra work because I was younger. Like, yeah, it was all just like, we were all in it together. Um, and I just, I loved the way they mentored me. Like I, Mm -hmm. I look back on that experience and, you know, I just learned so much just by watching wow. them do their thing. And anytime I was anxious or, you know, having a moment, you know, this is always what I go back to, but where I was forgetting my lines and was after like seven months, I was like, what's happening? Or I had chronic hip pain and they would send me to their healer. Like oh, everyone yeah. was just like, everyone had resources and you just got to yeah. ask for help because things happen to your body when you're under that kind of, stress and eight show week schedule. And I was like, what's happening? You know? And they were all like, yeah, welcome. Here are all these resources. 
And I'm like, I'm going to take all of them and use them and show up the best I can. Um, But yeah, they were amazing to me. I never really felt like I was treated like a little kid. Um, Sure. Yeah, I like can't even give you one example. That's amazing. Me so happy. I've never, I've never felt that way. Ugh. I love that. You know, like, I don't know. I asked the question because there obviously have been days that I felt that way, but it's never been like from the cast, you know, like the cast has always been so welcoming, you know, like they've all understood that, like, you know, we are one, like we're a team, we're telling this story together. Um, But more of like from stage management or the child wranglers that they would bring on, you know, like I, because just like you, you know, like I, tend to do better with adults like kids conversations I'm just I'm not into it like I can't I can't give anything you know because they want to talk about video games or something like that and I'm just like so today's New York Times crossword puzzle or something like that you know like I'm just something similar. I'm similar but I will say I taught a lot over the pandemic to kids because I know okay. income <laughs> and um I at first like I didn't really like it it felt like this kind of job and I just like needed money but I have to tell you like I love it now I love teaching these kids like I've pulled back now because I'm getting a little bit busier but I don't know like helping someone choose their college audition song and you know or just someone who like wants to sing for fun and I have like I don't do a lot of like one-offs I have like students who stay with me for a long time I've sure. had people have been with me now for like three years and I'm just like, they're doing great. You know, I love yeah. watching the journey of it and I love seeing their, you know, it's like, it's like me when I was in high school, like everything is so important. This show, this audition is more important than anything in the world. And I've never, yeah. <clears throat> of course, I feel the stakes of real auditioning, if you want to call it real, you know, but, <laughs> but the but the truth of those like big feelings when you're in high school and love theater so much, like they, ne- that it's, they're incomparable, you know? And yeah. I love kind of being reminded of that as a, as slightly older, as a old woman. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so nice to remember how much people love it. And now I'm doing it like in real time. Yeah. It's like, it's such a beautiful thing to remind yourself of. Totally, totally, totally. So here we are now, and you're you're you just finished a run at uh, New York City Center, which I came on this podcast and raved about. Uh, <laughs> both you and Ben, you know, the, you guys are just pros, so good. The whole cast was amazing at City Center, and uh, yeah, talk to me about you know that experience because I you've been with that now for a couple of years in labs and readings or whatever uh, before it made its way over. So talk to me about you know your whole journey with Parade. We actually didn't do much. So essentially the the journey goes, we did, I got a call the day after I opened the share show. No. On a Monday. Oh my God. And my agents (laughs) were like, how are you? The party was so fun last night. I'm going on and on. I'm like, it was so fun. And Kim Kardashian was there and Decca Dad was there. And I had the best time. And they were like, so Michaela, so Michaela, Michaela, sorry. I'm just sorry to interrupt. Um, so, so we actually aren't calling to just chat and congratulate you we we uh, need you to audition tomorrow for parade and I was like uh, oh 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 okay the work begins the work begins so right. <laughs> so they said like can you learn it 
like in that time. And I was like, oh, really? oh my God, I am memorized. Like I'm off book. Like I fucking love parade. Okay. Oh, I go over, you know, I go over it. I'm like, I haven't sung this probably since some day in high school in like the basement of LaGuardia, like for fun. But, yes. um, <laughs> with my friend Gabby, we always did that. So anyway, so we're like having, I'm having like a field day with all the material. Essentially my audition is like sing all the material. <laughs> so <laughs> I go in and, and Jason uh, apparently approves me, however that process goes. And then uh-huh. the following day we like, or like the next week we start, it was like whirlwind, like so fast. Wow. Um, they're like Ben Potts, you're Leo. I'm like, okay, I just shit myself. So right. <laughs> I, I come into rehearsal, the little girls the, get this. Here's a fun fact for your listeners. Uh huh. The the little girl was played by Renee Rapp. Oh my God! Really? Thank you. Crazy. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> you. really, really crazy. This is a crazy fun fact. Okay, so anyway, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that, but it's fine. So we. I knew she was involved with it, but I didn't realize she was the little girl. Crazy. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm 19 years old playing Lucille. Right. This is unheard of. Like so strange. So we do this workshop. Of course, you know, workshops are fast and furious. We're all standing at stands. There's no choreography or staging or anything of that kind. But we learn all the music and we do it once for like 30 people from roundabout. Mm. Um, I don't know what that means, but this is what I was told. So essentially, okay. <laughs> essentially roundabout has to do a certain number of readings per year for all of their investors aka rich white people sitting on the board to like (laughs) shows okay so i i was like i think people love this show i think people just wanted to you know you know it's beloved it's beloved Mm -hmm. in the theater community and it's so it did not you know get its moment in 1999 it was like literally a flop almost you could say that maybe i don't know it no, ran, you could totally say that. Yeah, it ran for like four months or something. It was like past it. It was like before its time, you know, like people weren't ready for it. No, and we can get into that discussion more too. But yes, I don't think America was like ready for this show. Right. So, so you know, we did this fast workshop and um, and then nothing ever happened. Like I never got a call. Three years, four mm. years went by. Like literally – it was just, I thought literally it ended up being like a passion project. It was so strange. Like, oh, wow. I know that's not true, but that's how I thought about it in my head. Like, I never heard anything. Right. Granted, I loved doing it. It was yeah. like, it just didn't come back around, you know? And <laughs> and there's so many workshops you do as an actor. Like, you just do workshop and lab and one comes back, one out of the seven you do come back around. You're like, okay, parade is dead in the freaking water, Okay. Sure. Then last year, at, in like March of last year, random, randomly get a call from my agent manager and they're like, hey, conference call, which means I booked something. I was like, did I audition for something like that I can even <laughs> book? Like, it, it, you know, they, yep. so they put Real. conference call and they're like, so parade, we're back city center. You have the offer. Wow. I was like sobbing. I was like, what's happening? Like I was with Erica Henningsen actually. And she was like, (gasps) 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 we were both just like, what is going on? Like it was crazy. Right. 
Wow. And I knew it was like, I knew people were going to go ape. Like this is such a great show. You know, it's like, I couldn't believe they just offered it to me. I was like, you don't want, are you sure? Like, what if I'm not good anymore? You know, exactly. Come on. Right now. Um, (laughs) Clearly pattern. Um, So anyway, (laughs) we loved, we, Ben and I were so excited. We like went to drink. It was just like, oh my God, this is crazy. And we waited, which was great because I love having prep time. So I had from like literally March to September to kind of prep for this massive role. We were also um, now perfectly age ranged for it. Like, I was right. a little young before, and now we're kind of like exactly in the pocket, um, which is awesome. So, yeah, it was so exciting. And then City Center, if you don't know, is like a 10-day rehearsal process. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Which is crazy. And usually they're they're not necessarily staged to the death, but Michael Arden can't help himself and is a genius. And so we staged it to the death. Um, yes. And it was freaking beautiful. Um I think easy because like literally Ben and I have known it. Like we know this show in our bones and, um, you know, came in day one, like, uh, this is our backstory. (laughs) We're like, we're like, what's the secret? What is she waiting for at the beginning? You know, like, we're just like chalk it. Like it was so fun to, um, explore it with, with Michael and Ben again and, and to be, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Able to share it at this time. Like, literally, anti-Semitism was crazy the weeks leading up to City Center. And we were yes. just like, oh, my God. Like this feels like the right right moment to to share this story, um. And I remember coming home from you know our seven rehearsals, and then talking to my boyfriend, just being like, "Oh my god, I think it's good. I think it's good. I'm nervous, but I think it's good," which is a great feeling to have as an actor. You know, you never know though. Like the room can feel really good, and then it can just not translate to an audience. Yeah. But um. 
but the dress rehearsal happened and we were like, oh shit, like that was amazing. Yeah. Like you can hear a pin drop, you know? And if you can hear a pin drop at city center, like you're really doing right. a horrible, <laughs> a horribly large theater for, for what we were trying to do. Um, and I feel, you know, people in the balcony, like literally had a different experience. What they've said to my face is they've had a fine experience. They just didn't see everything, which is fine. But you know, it's hard. You want it to feel so intimate. You want them to feel like you're a part of the trial in a way. Um, and yeah. so I'm, just, I'm so lucky. I'm so excited. We get to do it again for audiences. It makes me want to cry. I just, I'm so happy and thankful that, you know, people want to see it. And they were like, you know, once, once city center happened, it was just like so fast. Like we knew right away. It was crazy. Everybody like, we were like, Oh my God, we're going like, it was wild. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's so exciting. Um, first of all, for anyone listening, this whole story was basically to tell you that Michaela Diamond is now only off- offer only. Um, so thank you so much. Um, Broadway's Michaela Diamond, everyone, is only off- offer only. Um, okay. Anyways, I-, I had that in there for a minute ever since you said it. I love that. Um, <laughs> no, but I saw it at City Center. Absolutely loved it. Came on here, raved about you and uh, the whole show, like totally, totally with you. Because I was one of those people in the balcony and I was just like, I had a completely different experience, but it was amazing. Like, you know, like that makes me so happy. Yeah. Like, no, this, this, I mean, you guys did so much with so little and, you know, you had that tiny little like stage basically where your like platform was the stage you know and then the fact that like the orchestra was on the stage and like you know the piece is just so strong that you don't need to distract it you know like you don't need to to make it busy on stage and you don't need to do any of that especially at that time with everything that was going on in the world you know like it was just so real and so um intimate like and and so just simple and it just got the message across and it was just so beautiful um i i always say the simpler the better um but that may be just me um but uh yeah it was it was amazing and i'm so glad that more audiences are about to see this show and in a more uh intimate space you know i think it's gonna work really well um i'm excited I'm me very excited. Too. Me too. You and me both. I saw this incredible uh, little promo that went around uh, the <laughs> day that it was released. So, so then I think I've. What, is it Michael Arden? He may have posted it um, where he was like, this was like at 8.30 in the morning in Brooklyn and these they sung live, you know? Like, talk to me. Like, what was that? Like, was that actually you actually sang live there? That wasn't like a recording or anything? Yeah, we probably sang the song like upwards of 30 times. But- no. Well, because they had to get, you know, coverage for all the different all the angles. Oh, but I have to say, it was, free. <laughs> it was, it's funny because we both were like, yeah, we, we have to sing live. I've just seen Ben and I have seen too many promos where you're like, oh, they're lip syncing. It's like, we do it eight times a week. Let's just sing it live, you know? Right. And um, luckily, Ben and I um, not only love that song, but it's easy for us to sing like that. If we have to sing that duet at events for the next year, fine. You know, like it's, it's, it's so much easier than like song for the lonely, like Jesus Christ, you know, we're like sitting, we're like topping at a C, you know? Um, so, (laughs) but yeah, we, we went and of course when we fight for that, like we get there, it's like, there's no heat because of the sound. Oh God. (laughs) So it's like freezing in Brooklyn, but you know, 
it was like so fun. It's such an experience. It's like now a memory. And I love yeah. it. Like it came out cool and everyone loved it so much. And so beautiful. It really is like this like cute little like factory in Brooklyn. And it looks like a pencil <laughs> factory. I was like, this is amazing. I did see one comment that made me laugh so hard. That was like, someone was like, isn't he in jail at this point? What are they doing? <laughs> oh my god and i was like dude it's a promo like it's okay like see the show you know <laughs> crazy right <laughs> it's just to get people excited you know? I know like people love love to have like the hot take it's wild to me like i <laughs> ben has been a part of that um like hot take situation for a long time and i'm oh, yeah. kind of new to this to this like people want a hot take on our show i'm just like Oh my God. Like it's crazy. It's so wild to experience it. I just have to like kind of laugh it off sometimes, but it is kind of wild. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, people, it's just like, you know, the world that we live in now. It's just like the cancel culture, the uh, the whole like hot takes. It's like everything's gotta be they they have to find something, you know? And it's just Leo, like let Leo, it be. Leo's in jail at this point in the plot, guys. Like, don't they know that? Like he's in jail. Come on. I'm like <laughs> clowns no I'm just kidding called, love you all <laughs> it's called a heightened moment okay <laughs> right no oh my god just so too much no we love um, it. Having hot takes I'm sorry yeah no we love it you know just come see the show yeah <laughs> no, the show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. yeah 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 um and and now like the city center cast like you guys are like I guess there's gonna be new cast members and everything like that right yeah, I've, everyone, I guess I can say this, but everyone got the offer. Of course, a lot of people had conflicts. Okay. And so, yeah, we're we're having some new cast members join us. I think like 10 or something like that. And of course, there's a bunch of swings that have to join the company. Yeah. but And it's I'm, not limited, right? It's like an open-ended it, for now, right? No, it's limited. Oh, it, yeah, okay. We're doing it for, we're doing it till August 6th. Oh, so y'all really need to get there um, get before then. It's in. And man, did we. Yeah. I'm so happy that people want to see it. Like, we literally sold so many tickets the yeah. first two days that Telecharge was open. It made us so happy. We were like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. <laughs> wanna, you know, it makes me happy too for like Jason, Robert Brown, who, you know, if you know jason's work like it's so beloved and and culty like everyone loves it so much but to be honest it hasn't necessarily gotten its due ever on broadway right. and so i don't know i'm just i'm happy for him i'm happy for for everyone who did the original because it's like you know they put in a lot of work and now it's like finally people want to listen you know it's beautiful right so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really happy that people want to see it <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm curious because you talked about, you know, like when you found out that Ben was your Leo, you were like, I just shit my pants. So I, like, were you a fan of Ben before before joining Parade? Yeah, I mean, who isn't a fan of Ben? You know, I, yeah. I, I like love, I loved his work. I think he's a super special performer. Um, and I think as a as an actor, when you watch him, like, of course, you're like, oh, my God, it must be so easy to act with you because you can just yeah. kind of react, you know. But he um, he's amazing and, you know, is is going to be my rock throughout the process. You, He's like the kindest human being oh. and we love the material and love each other so much. It's it's like so 
I just, you know, I've said this before, but I have a crush on him. Like it's so, it's so easy for me to like slip into those eyes and all the ways to time. I'm like blushing, you know, every time you have a corner, but yeah, I love him. I, I, of course I've been such a, such a big fan. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think this is the perfect show for him to come back to Broadway with. Like, I think it's so brilliant. We went to the theater the other day and just to see the space and feel it, feel it, our dressing rooms out. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's wild. Cause he was just like a, a boy in a candy store. Like he hadn't Aww. been in a theater for six years that he was, you know, on the stage for. And it's like, that's a long time when it's, when it's what you do, what you love best in the whole world. And, um, I'm just like, so happy he gets this particular role for the comeback, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can see his passion for the role on stage. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, we yeah. both love it so much. Yeah, for sure. The whole cast, I mean, it, I can't say it anymore. Like, that City Center cast was just ridiculous. Like, it really was. It was just so good. Dream of the uh, my goodness, I'm the luckiest girl. I know. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, a huge congrats on it all and, and everything that you've done this far in your career. I mean, it, it's early and I cannot wait to see what's next. If it's cool with you, can we play like a quick little one minute game? That's like a speed round question. Yeah, go for it. All right, cool. This is called like a few of my favorite things or a few of your favorite things, I guess you okay. could call it. Okay. So fave share costume. <gasps> oh, my God. My beat goes on. Um, when I chuck the Oscar up, um, yeah, you know what Pierce. I'm saying? Yeah, great. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, fave Ben Platt song. <gasps> oh God, I love so okay. many. Grow, grow as we go. Yes. Oh my God, so good. Um, favorite JRB song. Ooh, baby. I think I have to say. I mean, forgive me, parade, but I love. One second and a million miles. Is that the name of it? Oh. <laughs> One second and a million miles away. One million, million seconds, million seconds and one mi- mile. Which one's that from? <laughs> from Bridges. It's like the big love song. Oh, oh my God. I always forget that he wrote I that. Makes sense. Follow. Amazing. Wait, one second. Yeah, one second and a million miles. <laughs> oh my God. Killing it. You're you're doing great. It's it's me. It's me. Um okay, so you're in parade. So what's your favorite Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade performance? Um, just because I'm a savage and this is the only one I can think about lately. But Sky, what's her name? Macy's Tapper. The the woman who she's a dancer. She did the tap thing and like was not tapping. Thank you. Paula Abdul, because I'm a fucking zap. I can't. I can't. I can't even speak right now. That is everything. That is everything. Um, great answer. Uh favorite show of the season. Mm. I know there's it's hard. There's a lot of good ones this season. There are a lot of good ones. I did love Kimberly Akimbo. I mean, I will say downstate was the favorite thing I've seen in the past, you know, season. Oh. And that was a play at Playwrights. Um, oh. I that. But musical-wise, I did love Kimberly Akimbo. I love that. Gosh, yeah. No, it's so good. There's a lot of good ones this season. So, so many, so many. What's your favorite role slash, like, what's your dream role? Sally Bowles. 
Oh, I like that. Like both are my favorite show, favorite role. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for you. I can see it. Let's make this happen. (laughs) I I say we make that happen. Sally Bowles would be amazing. Oh my God. That'd be so fun. Yay. Oh my God. Well, Michaela Diamond, everyone. I mean, go see her in parade. I'm so excited for the show to to be on Broadway and for more people to experience it and see it. Like Michaela, I can't thank you enough for for coming on here and giving me your time uh, today and, and chatting with us. So I know a lot of people will love this. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Come yeah, of course. Today. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely be back. I'll definitely be back at Parade. Love the show. Uh, yeah. Love everyone in the show. And uh, especially now that, you know, you're doing this, I definitely have to come see you again now that, like, I've gotten the chance to chat with you. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah, you definitely deserve to take a bow. Take a bow, <laughs> Michaela Diamond. Oh, Yay. So fun. Thank you so much. Take about Michaela Diamond. I cannot thank her enough for coming on the show. Talking to her about being a kid in the industry was actually a question that I want to start asking a little bit more here because it's something that uh, I've been able to talk more about with my peers, like with people my age, and she's like around my age. So I figured I'd open up the conversation to her as well. And uh, just to get, a, you know, a, a pers- new perspectives on, on the topic at hand, because it's not easy. I mean, we've said it before on here with a lot of the kids that I brought on, you know, it's a lot, it's grueling schedule to be a kid on Broadway. And so to, to kind of talk about feeling like a kid on Broadway is a whole nother conversation in itself. So uh, definitely want to open up that conversation a little bit more. I'm thrilled that she has not had an experience of, of that uh, nature to to feel that way, um, especially as like a leading lady in, in a pretty much a full adult, like older cast. Uh, it, it's great to hear. Obviously, I have I definitely have had experience my own. Uh, you know, feeling like a kid in the industry, you're not allowed to do certain things and whatever it may be. But also, you know, you can't perform all the eight shows and you can't do this. Like, it's just there are things in this industry where you just like don't understand as a kid and you kind of take it out on yourself. And, you know, you start to question like, oh, what's going on? Like, am I not good enough to do that that many times a week or whatever it may be? And those are those conversations are, are real and they kind of opened up with uh, Gabriella Pozzolo. So um, would love to, to chat more about that. And uh, I know that there's a lot of kids out there that have felt like a kid. And, and that's like a weird thing to say. But like, when I say like felt like a kid, it kind of means like a less like not like, uh, I don't know how to say this because like, it's not like you feel less important, but you also feel like it's like you, you're not fully included and you, you don't understand why. And as a kid, it's like, well, that's not fair. I'm just a kid. Like, who cares type of thing. And then as you get older, it's like, oh, like, I kind of understand like why I wasn't able to be included in this or I wasn't able to do this or, and all the things. So I don't know. It's a large conversation that uh, we'll definitely dive more into when someone else comes on the podcast and and we'll talk a little bit about it because I just want to put out there that like, that is something that's real. And that's something that like, if you're a kid listening to this and like you're my age or younger, you know, that that's a possibility and a feeling that you could have. And, and I mean, that's anywhere in the world, not just in this industry, but uh, certainly it is uh, alive in this industry. And you, you definitely feel like a family and it feels like, oh, you're in a fight with your sister or your brother or your parents or whatever, because they're not letting you do what the older sibling is doing, you know, type of thing where it's not like an end of the world or anything like that. But like, 
I don't know, there's just a, a, a feeling of kind of like loneliness, you know, where it's just like, oh, you know, I can't do that or and no one else, no one can relate to that type of thing. But there are people out there who can relate. So that's good. Um, anyways, I, I could talk about this for, for a long time. So that's that. Uh, but again, Michaela, glad that you've never felt that way. Glad that uh, I'm so excited for you to be uh, coming back to Broadway with Parade. Very exciting. It is a limited run. I don't know why I asked if it was a limited run because I actually knew that it was a limited run and like just totally had like a brain fart, which is so silly, but whatever. It's fine. Anyways, so yes, it is a limited run. Previews will begin on February 21st, which is super soon. It's like next month. And uh, a final performance is slated for August 6th. Opening night, the official opening night, will be on March 16th. So you have from February 21st to August 6th to see the show. Um, I can't imagine if you do see it in previews that much changes from previews to opening because, you know, they obviously just did it at city center and unless they're like adding more staging or something to it. But I think what they did at city center, you know, like I feel like it's going to be like an into the woods things where it's like, you know, less is better and they're going to do it with what they did at city center and kind of just bring that over and all of that jazz. So hopefully you all get a chance to see it. Unbelievable show. You have to see it. If you haven't, if you've never seen a production at parade, please see this production. And then if you do, I mean, then you love the show. Like if you've seen the show, you love the show. So go see it again and go see it with Michaela and Ben and uh, the rest of the cast that's going to be named shortly. So very exciting stuff. Michaela, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Cannot wait uh, for you to be back on Broadway and to continue starring on Broadway. And uh, hopefully this isn't the last time you come on Take a Bow because this was a blast. And I know everyone listening, uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this episode as well as much as I did and uh, until then we have another great uh, episode coming next week we have some amazing guests these next couple episodes we're starting off January we're starting off 2023 with a bang uh, which is exciting for me and hopefully y'all will tune in to them all so with that being said I hope you all come back next week for our next episode and beyond and uh, until then bye everyone have a great week For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.